all right well what is up my beautiful beautiful people our beautiful beautiful people um unfortunately with us uh dang it unfortunately for us today um Adawarfu could not join but i am joined here with raven I, you know, I feel that. So we are here. We are doing the best that we can with what we got, and we're just gonna go for it. So today, uh, in light of the last time, which you guys never got to hear, we did do a recording of um, one episode that tragically got deleted because the audio was just not there even though it was it was really dumb but whatever all right so today we're gonna be redoing that episode and we're gonna be talking about as the also last two episodes of this season we're gonna be talking about disney relationships <laughs> and, oh man i'm going to hmm how I want to do this all right I'm going to go out on a limb I'm throwing myself on a limb here and saying that I still stand by what I said which that Beauty and the Beast relationship is not bestiality repeat not that it ain't that I'm standing on that ship I will probably forever die on that hill but it is not that what say the rest of you It's not even. It's not even that. It's just. No, I explained it last time that it literally he is. It's not just design choice. It's literally what he is. He is a beast. And if she has a relationship with said beast, <laughs> it's bestiality. It I doesn't because it's Disney of how it is it does not have to be sexual i mean you that's fair to be bestiality that's fair i i give you that one i just i stand by that and probably should people listen to this podcast episode probably gonna fry me in the comments bring it on i'm just going to stand on that hill and probably forever die alone on that hill but i will stand on that hill as best as possible but that I mean, but I mean the more how to put this. All right, so the more impressive, I guess, Disney relationship, in my opinion, kinda has to go to Hercules and Meg, only because Hercules did sacrifice himself. He did, um, 
you know, go through the whole ordeal of literally dying. It's just that Zeus, for whatever reason, did not turn her into a goddess, which I believe that he honestly had the power to do it, but nah, it's just like, hey, I'm Listen, just... You're, you're glowing, dude. You're, you're, you're thinking when you shouldn't be. And the only reason why I say that is because we already know that it's not... They don't stick to the actual mythology behind it. Like, yes, there are some callbacks to it and stuff like that, but, like, with actual stories and stuff like that, yes, technically the gods on the Olympus have the ability to bestow godlyhood because it's called Ambrosia. But... Like, I mean, okay. The relationship, I'm not ragging on the relationship because the relationship was, yes, they liked each other. And that's okay. That's fine. And she, the, the, the progress of it was with yes. But don't try to get into the specifics of, oh, he, they should have been turned into gods anyway. It's like, no, if, no, just they weren't to begin with. And if you really want to go in that direction, one, Hades is not the bad guy. Two, Zeus is always going to be. Three, they, you want to get into that? Well, okay, so let's go a step further. It's not a good relationship because Hera makes Hercules go crazy and actually kill her and their kids. See, that's what... <laughs> That's where I'm pretty sure Disney looked at it and went, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Like, there's a lot of things that you can look at in Greek mythology and say, yeah, there's some stuff that we like, some aspects that we like about it, but there are a lot of things that we don't because obvious reasons are obvious. <laughs> reasons are obvious because they're obvious. That's, I mean, that's fair. Like, but I mean, just off of like what it was for what it was and how it was for what it was like it just i guess made sense i don't know why discord why but like it just to me it just made sense for her given the context of the movie not necessarily delving too too deep uh, he well here's the thing no the offer was not for her to become a deity it was, or god goddess it was to him to hercules only so oh i made a mistake here yeah no i mean that's I my game anyways uh but no like so like uh, that's not, that has nothing to do with the relationship, though. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. We're getting into stuff that's not about the relationship, but that's, what, that's not what this, this episode's about. 
I mean, I guess given the Disney context, I would have, I assumed just as a wee lad, I assumed that he would have been like, yeah, but you know, because you saved this woman's life and you are a son, you know, she can be a god too-ish. That's not how that works. And once again, it has nothing to do with the relationship. Oh, I just wanted them, I just (laughs) wanted wanted them to be happy uh ish but i mean they, they were on happy. earth but i mean like be happy and be they immoral are happy. you're taking away like a lot of the aspects of it okay you want to go dwell here's okay i want to get us back onto the episode because it has being in a relationship with how they are has nothing to do on, with whether or not she got turned into a goddess or not. He gave up his godlyhood to be with her. Yeah, that's fair. And they are happy. They the they are. But the thing is, yes, when their relationship is good because they actually progressed. Well, more so Meg than Hercules because whenever it comes to the relationship aspect of it, and it's because we established beforehand that further like earlier in the movie, she does not trust well. She does not trust guys because the last guy that she trusted betrayed her. Understandably so. Understandably that she does not trust him. And the fact that Hercules was actually a nice guy that, you know, actually helped her. And that's the thing we should be looking at. Not the simple fact of, oh, she should be a goddess. She wasn't a goddess in myth and neither was Hercules. He was a demigod. He was still the son of Zeus, but does not necessarily mean he was a high above their god. I mean, that's fair. I can agree with that. It's just me and my brain thinking. But I I will also stand on this hill. Arguably one of the greatest songs of all time came from that movie when uh, Meg sang I Won't Say I'm In Love. Honestly, <laughs> arguably one of the greatest ones. But that's a, a podcast episode for another day. But, I mean, <sighs> hmm. I guess my other favorite one and my all-time one, I guess, well, yeah, no, I, I consider this one one of my favorites. It's uh, Jasmine and Aladdin. Although, I mean, for the mo- most complaints that I've heard about it was that Jasmine... Well, no, Aladdin didn't necessarily have to lie to Jasmine. But, I mean, given his circumstances... No, the thing is, with that, is... That was his lesson to learn. Not necessarily, like... Could probably do the whole turn thing. Oh, yeah, I should have lied to her. Well, that was something that he needed to learn. That he doesn't have to lie to her. It's growth. Yeah, but I mean. Character growth. Like, granted, not all of the movies and stuff have it still. True. Yeah, but I mean, like, I guess. I'm not trying to be too political or something like that, but I mean, he's Aladdin, a peddler, a thief, a good thief though, but a thief, and he's, I mean, he actually, he wasn't even like 
looking for Jasmine to be in a relationship with her. He just wanted a better life for himself and Abu, honestly. Not, not necessarily. The whole entire premise of this movie is because he wanted to get with her. Yeah, there was an added, added thing, like, but, like, in the end, for him, for them to progress the movie and for him to, for them to, like, go to Ad, um, Agrabah and stuff like that was, like, yeah, there's this girl, she's pretty. Like, yeah, his beginning goal was, yeah, I want a better life. But then he met Jasmine, and it was like, man, okay, I kind of want to be with this, uh, I kind of like this lady, I kind of, because she's cool, you know? And then, find out that she's the princess, oh, I can't be with her, because I'm at this low a class where she is high class. That's fair. But, like, Again, that's why I was saying, like, at first, is, like, it was more so of, like, where he is, where at first he's, like, yeah, I just want a better life. Honestly, I mean, how <sighs> put it? Honestly, I would not necessarily argue with that because, I mean, when he did meet Jeannie, he did tell her, like, hey, there's this girl, and she's pretty, and... Like I said, that's the whole entire point. Yeah, but, like... The whole uh, entire point of the movie, once again, is so he could be with Jasmine. The whole entire reason why he needed to become Prince Ali to begin with is so he could be high enough class to be with her. That's fair, but I think for him, well, at least from what I gleaned from it, for him, uh... The, the, uh, the part that makes this relationship, I guess, the best, one of the best for me at least, is when he is, so here here is Aladdin, he is low class, of course people see him that way, and then he meets Jasmine, who, honestly, I don't think at first really cared about what his class was, because to be honest, Jasmine was trying to escape from her own, like, pressures so here's jasmine who's like yeah i'm gonna hang out in the city and she did she just happens to run into aladdin but she did she hangs out with him he he finds out that she's awesome and then after finding out that he is the princess he he does has this conflict but i think even after he became prince ali and he was trying to be like well yeah i'm gonna be suave and cool and all the things that I think I have to be to impress Jasmine, which we obviously find out later that that's not what was needed. I think well, that, once again, that is his that is his thing to learn. Yeah, it's but... not something that the thing is some of these things that you're pointing out is is how do I put this nicely? <laughs> You wouldn't have a story. You wouldn't have the moral being. If you have the moral already there, it's like, oh yeah, if he knew already that he didn't have to act like that to get her attention or to be with her and stuff like that, then we wouldn't have a story. He wouldn't have a lesson to teach us. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's true. He would not have a lesson. He wouldn't. We wouldn't have the story. That's fair. I'm just saying that think part of that and this I mean it even proves like while he's the thing is 
part of the lesson is not only learning like yeah you don't have to do all this you don't have to act all like this it's also the simple fact of falling into temptation with stuff because i mean you see how his headspace gets of yeah i'm prince ali i have that i'm starting to have that that, yeah this is just me like this is at starts to get that mentality of maybe if I stay this way it'll be a whole lot better and like you constantly have Jeannie saying no you don't have to just tell the truth just talk to her it's a lesson that you also need to learn is communication (laughs) talk to people and you'll actually find out I mean fair enough but (laughs) i guess part of what makes it well yeah actually what makes it the best for me is that once you take down i guess the mask or the facade that is ali and he realizes like yeah i can just be myself and he comes to grips with that at the end and jasmine chooses him anyway i think that like from a male perspective i think that's one of the things that i gravitated to and one of the reasons why i love it so much is because here you have this person who puts on this facade and then once it gets down to the end and he has had the power he's had the uh i wouldn't well the power the notoriety and the respect and then you strip all that away and you find out that he's just a genuine person underneath then it's like all right, I can still be myself and have that person. And again, I'm pretty sure Jeannie was kind of like, yeah, I mean, just could have did that from the beginning, but it kind of goes along with this thing of, if I do this, then it is fine. If I don't do this, then I mess up. But moving on, what was your favorite Disney relationship? I think I'm uh, saying this now. I don't necessarily have a favorite relationship, like a top favorite. Like there's some that I, some that I'm like, okay, you're cool. That's cool. <laughs> I think mm, okay well not your top favorite give me your like or give us your favorites then that's been any order I'm curious I would argue for you know what I'll make an argument for ah oh, dang it How about this just for the rest of the episode you just present <laughs> opinions and I shoot them down real quick I mean that's usually how this works um all right so I kind of want to make an argument for Woody, Jesse, Buzz, and Bo Peep. And the only reason is because 
this is kind of in Pixar, but Pixar is Disney, so eh. Like, alright, so I wanna make I wanna start off the argument for Woody and Bo Peep. Obvious the two of them were gonna be together. It was great, it was wonderful. They didn't it wasn't a relationship where you needed a whole lot of information. It was just, hey, I like the sheriff. Here it is. We have this person. And well, here's the thing. If you remember the thing that the I told you about them before of uh, one of the channels I don't watch it one of the channels that I watch and one of the like even though they mostly talk about like shows I mean it's effective for this movie I mean it, it's a good example of what they were referring to and what it is is the whole entire thing of if you don't want a relationship to see Yeah, that's fair. So. Which, that's fine. And that's and that's one of the things that I love about it is that they already established, hey, they are a couple, they are together. There's no need to go for it. It's just they are together. The thing that kind of, I get, and I love the Toy Story movies, but the thing that, like, got me, I guess, was when they brought in Jesse, and I honestly... <laughs> Honestly, I was kind of like, damn it, they're about to replace Bo, aren't they? Like, Bo is going to be out of it, which, I mean... Uh, you already know my, my theory of, as to why Jesse is in the series. I mean, I do. The audience doesn't, but I do. Give the world your take on why Jesse was in the series. I mean, Jesse was put in the series, was put in the movie sequences and stuff like that, so she could be basically Woody's placement to be in a relationship with Buzz. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, if you look at it, you know, yeah, we're worried about Bo. You're not really worried about Bo Peep and Woody, but like a relationship between Woody and Buzz. It's 
Like, okay, I can, eh, okay, I'll say That's this. That's just my theory. It's not canon, it's not anything, it's just... I mean, that's fair. My little, my little thing. That's fair. Like, I mean, I can say this. I'll say that, honestly, Woody and Buzz had a bromance. Nothing really gay about it. They <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to work that in. You say but that, the... you say that, but this <laughs> they they had they had I a bromance. I can see why people ship them. I mean, they uh, did, but they don't. But they do. Like, I'm pretty sure there's there's somebody out there for them. There's somebody somewhere. There's obviously, but I mean, like, there's, like there's somebody out there for everybody. So I mean, yeah, that's fair. But like, that's the thing. It's just. Uh, I can I can see it and I can believe it's there because again even though Woody did knock Buzz out of a window and even though he got him lost and even though it's technically Woody's fault that Sid strapped him to a rocket he went above and beyond literally for his friend I can I can agree to that he did however Jesse, when she came in, I kind of looked at it like, okay, here's Jesse. Does this mean that, like, two things went through my head. First was, did it mean that, like, they were going to replace Bo? And second, does this mean that, like, Woody was going to, like, this was the last one where Woody was going to technically, like, be the leader and lead the toys and technically one of those happened so <clears throat> so yeah but then in the <laughs> i remember when toy story 3 came out and i was going to go see it in theaters i think somebody had spoiled it for me that Bo wasn't gonna be in it and i was just like but why like she's one of the originals. I I would have almost, almost, please no one kill me in the comments for this. But I would have almost preferred it if either Potato Head or Rex wasn't there. Not gonna lie. Like if you got rid of Slink, I would have been mad. But if it were Rex or Potato Head, probably. But actually, no, Rex and Potato. No, 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 not Rex and Potato Head. Rex and Ham. But Potato, Potato. Potato head and ham, though. Like, ham on the other hand, yeah, ham is one thing, like, and can stay out of it, too. <laughs> it brought some fun to it, but, like, I mean, honestly, I love it. Was more, it was more so potato head that brought in the fun. Like, you don't have much of ham, like, if you want to sit and go on the hometown popularity thing, too, like, uh, I'll tell you who you don't see in Disney World, and I, you do have instances of Ham, but as far as, like, the other toys, you do, I mean, we have a whole entire coaster that's Slinky Dog. You do, I think you do have some instances of, like, seeing, like, Ham and stuff like that, but you can have the singing squeaker toy, in, uh, like, somewhere on that ride along with 
Jesse and Rex, and then Mr. Potato Head actually had like two animatronics. One being in each park, obviously, but they were always before like the main attraction ride for. Dr. Porkchop. There you go. <laughs> but, like, that's the... Uh, what was it? Um... But, honestly, their relationship was just the best. But, in most cases, I... We, <laughs> oh, man. The relationship that I always love hearing your opinion on, and it's just... It's downright hilarious. <laughs> oh, boy. Eric and Ariel. I just... Buddy. <laughs> we we had to go here. We had to. You just... You, you, I don't know. It's because you didn't get the audio for the last time. Yeah, no, we didn't. We had to. <laughs> we had to do it. It's either it's either that or we talk about the fact that... I, I mean, I mean, we can chalk it up to Ariel whole thing of being, but Daddy, I, I love him. Try to, I will try to do clip notes. Clip. Of clip notes. One, Ariel's thinking with her dick. Two, she's a stalker. Three, Eric doesn't know who exactly she is. She gives up her... Four, she gives up her whole entire family. Five, if you want to come at me because of, like, Not have Regardless, long story short on that, I would not give up my family for a guy that does not even know me. <laughs> plus, 
Plus, Ariel would not have gotten her, uh... It's like misery, but backwards. Well, it's not like misery. Because then, because if it was misery, then he would have been kidnapped, kidnapped by her, and therefore his legs be broken. But since he, if she took him to her place, she would just basically drown him because... I mean, that's... that's how that works. Because the whole entire thing about misery... The thing is... Misery is a different thing. If we're talking about the Stephen King misery... Yeah, the whole entire point of that is how much... How dangerous fans can be. Because that was the whole entire point of that story. Is that she was so radical with the guy's work... And even just the slightest of if it went in the wrong direction, she would freak out on him. She manipulated and abused him, okay? Ariel's not abusing or like the only harm that she's doing is stalking him. And not even to the point where he knows it. That's fair, and I agree. But part of me, I, part of me, and I may be reaching higher than the stars at this point, but part of me would not have put it past Ariel to at least even did some form of any of that. Because, I mean, like you said, she gave up her entire kingdom, her whole family, even her voice for a person she only saw for all of, like, what? Eh, I'm going to give it 15 minutes. on the ship. And then she rescued him and brought him back to, or like, hopefully, I don't know how she knew where he lived. I think she just brought him to a random beach and they were just semi-close to where he lived. But she just brought him to a beach to save him. And she didn't stick around to sit there and be like, hey, I saved your life. She ran off and then proceeded to be like, yeah, I'm totally going to join your world one day. I'm going to be specifically with you. <laughs> to, to, Ar- to, Ariel's, uh, to Ariel's point, I will say this. I mean, I think it might have freaked him out just a little bit to see like a mermaid talking to him. Just just to I mean, that yeah, one point. understandable, but like establish something first. That's fair. Don't like, automatically assume that you are going to Proceeds to throw herself all over the statue 
And once again, I will quote what she said, because that's what I was quoting earlier is, Oh, Eric, you want to run away together? That's so romantic. And it's like, <laughs> but he doesn't know who you are. Just, y'all haven't established, y'all haven't talked. Just like seeing that, just, I think I, I actually, what was it? About a week ago, I rewatched The Little Mermaid, and I just wanted to see if it like had that whole. Also, first of all, hold up, flag. I just thought about something. So, Ariel had never established who she was. Um, who he? Never mind. Yeah, no. Ar- Ariel never established who she was to him, nor did she really know who he was. The. <laughs> It kind of puts a whole different spin on Kiss the Girl now well, at this she point. She kind of knew his name because of the beginning. Because the, the, the guy was like, yeah, Prince Eric. That's what I was wondering. Like, did she ever know his name up until, like, yeah, she Yeah, she him? overheard it because she was spying slash stalking him. Because she saw a ship and, part, and uh, fireworks and everything. That, yeah, that's right. That's about, that's about right. So... <laughs> So I was like, yeah, did she ever? But she did. And honestly, is it bad that I wanted Ursula to win, though? Is it bad? I mean, not. Well, like, oh, like Ursula, yeah. Did I want her to win? Not necessarily. Like, the thing is, like, I'm still tainted a little bit by the, um, the books, the villainous, the villain books. Okay, that's fair. And the thing is, if we go by those books, at the the point of Ursula's story, she was too far gone to be helped. So I I'm uh, perfectly okay that she was that that she did not win. Okay, that's fair enough. But to me. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> I just, guys, honestly, the part about the mermaid was honestly for my own amusement. It's just, just hearing Raven talk about it is just always the best. Because literally that's, for every conversation I've had with that, Raven's commentary on it is just top notch all the time. However, uh, I'm saving one relationship <laughs> for towards the end of this podcast, but one another one that i do happen to enjoy though um dang it it's not it's not um no not not um crap it's not the frozen one although that's a whole can of hilarity ensuing in and of of itself but um oh my gosh um dang it since you brought up frozen while you're thinking about that i will say my Bring it. I don't think Elsa should end up with anybody. You know what? Honestly, I can agree. Because the whole entire thing of like, the girl was there. They were flirting. No, they weren't. It was an exp- expedition. Exposition. Not expedition. Gosh, I'm so tired. It was an exposition dump between those two. I mean, yeah, it was a whole entire thing of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a one-sided flirt, I will tell you. That is literally an extrovert flirting with an ace introvert. Because she did not 
I can guarantee you that um, Elsa did not know that the flirtation was happening. She did not, or she did not acknowledge it. And the uh, like, I wouldn't have minded it, but the thing is, just because of how Elsa is, she is more on the lines of she doesn't necessarily need that type of relationship. And honestly, at this point, given the fact that Frozen 2 happened and ended the way that it did, it would be completely and totally out of place if she was. If they had, regardless of whether if it was a male or female. Yeah, like, it would be completely and totally out of place. Because, like, Elsa's just, Elsa's just not that person, you know? She's, she cares about her family and slightly... I, I want to say slightly Kristoff, but she she's not the person that would just, you know, delve she into... She cares about Kristoff, because Anna cares about Kristoff. She just yeah. isn't, like... The thing is, I think even she would technically acknowledge that Kristoff probably can take care of himself a whole lot better than Anna thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can believe that. Like, I feel like... And this is this is delving into anime territory just a little bit. It's not a much, not much, but no, it's delving into it just a little bit because this is this is. Hear me out. So, it's kind of like the way I kind of see it. It's kind of like Goku and his family and Elsa and how she views family. Goku views family in a way of like. Hey, these are my friends. These are people that I love and these are people that I protect. Like relationships in terms of like having friends and loved ones that you care about is most important. Not necessarily like being in a relationship in a relationship. Whereas most people would have been like, yeah, the girl was flirting with Elsa and she could have acknowledged it and it would have been great and blah, blah, blah. However, I think Elsa kind of views relationships in the same way. It's like, I have my people that I love, that I cherish, and that I want to protect. Going any further than that isn't necessarily why I'm here. It's just, you know, I'm happy where I am with the relationships that I have. That's like my only like anime comparison-ish. <clears throat> Which, I mean, I didn't even consider it, honestly, I didn't even consider that kind of flirting either. It was more like, hey, here are things that we have in common that can help us move on towards our goal, whatever that is. And... Once again, it was an exposition. Yeah. So... It was an ex one, and she just basically explained stuff to her and stuff. But it's... that but the thing is you know if you look in the detail of like semi body language for these cartoons <laughs> I say that jokingly but like it's not really a joke but it's like if if you look at the body language like she is not extreme flirting it's literally it's flirting That's fair. <clears throat> but again, I gotta give it to my boy Kristoff for that 80s ballad. I honestly went back and listened to that song like 
what was it <laughs> about a week or so ago just because honestly i was surfing through disney plus and i was like eh, i can listen to it because i was just in that type of mood but <clears throat> um did you finally think of yeah, no, I know the, I know what I was thinking of. I was just saving it to a, to a certain point, but I guess it, now is as good as time as any. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, this is kind of like DreamWorks. And DreamWorks, oh, buddy, honey, honey, DreamWorks, why? Um, so for this one, huh, why did you have to put a B with an actual human, like... I mean, you you know it's not gonna work. You know it wasn't there. Also, <laughs> you guys won't see this meme, but there's a meme with uh, the girl who was in the B movie, and she the doorbell rings. She answers. She goes, "Who is it?" bees outside <laughs> it's like sup baby girl it's your boy i don't even remember what his name was but i just want to call him stew sup sup boy stew like i th i don't this is the thing i understand it to the point of where it's like hey i'm going to help the animals but when you try to force in a relationship, that's when it just, it just, why, you they know? Didn't force a relationship. They had it like naturally happen. It's just more on the lines of it's a stupid relationship. You don't fall in love with bees that way. I mean. I don't think you fall in love with bees in general because they will literally sting you to death. But, well, a bunch of them will, not one. But, point being. It's going to take a whole lot for you to be stung to death. But, point being, though, like, you just don't. Like, I can agree with, like, was it like her husband, boyfriend, something like that, who was, like, against the whole thing? something something to that effect where he was just against it and i'm, I'm just like all right i i can agree with this because uh dreamworks be crossing lines that don't need to be crossed man it's just but why but i mean i guess for the wait a minute what just happened oh god my screen went black force what okay huh fine computer you win slightly but in any case so for the last disney relationship that i want to talk about that i think is the top and i will absolutely die on this hill even more so than bell and uh beast <laughs> simba and Nala's relationship is just top tier i will die on that hill that relationship is top tier any other opinion is slightly possibly maybe wrong but i will just die on that hill that it is the top tier relationship they had a friendship that established i mean eh. they had a friendship that established from cubs i mean even though zazu was just like hey listen give it about like 
what three years because i don't think lions age age like humans they don't but like give it like three years and you guys will be married but like still they had a relationship that was um <laughs> they had a relationship that was established they even went through not necessarily trauma but like dangerous moments together and on top of that when she found him she didn't necessarily like okay she did fight him but when she found him it wasn't like hey look i hate you for leaving not telling us that we're alive it was more so i care about you you should come home so in that regard i will stand on the hill that nala and simba's relationship is just top tier i mean timon and pumbaa's a close second but nala and simba top tier The fact that they're cousins. Anyways. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> Damn it. Um, smoke detector thing. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I don't think any of that would even have mattered. But, yeah, you're right. But, again, everybody, we are going to wrap up this episode. Um, episode 9, it was fun. It was re-recording, but it was fun. Um, <clears throat> we'll be back again with the final episode of season one, where we're going to be talking about one that I'm honestly looking forward to. <laughs> Workplace frustrations. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, but again, thank you guys for checking out our podcast. If you uh, haven't listened to the other episodes where we talked about Ruby, the Avengers, uh, Disney and anime and other things like that, uh, please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can get your podcast needs from. Please be sure to check us out there. And um, I am Riz. This is Raven. And this has been Risen Friends on the Couch. We will catch you guys in the next episode. Until then, please stay safe, drink your water, and fall in love with the magic of Disney. And then explore the hell out of it. Or not. You know, we don't tell people how to live their lives. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But, okay, guys. <laughs> we'll catch you in the next episode.